beer with the boys. Beer, 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 boys. Beer with the boys. Meet the boys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're saddened today. Um, we had quite the start to this episode that <clears throat> was unfortunately lost in the, the wide web of technical difficulties. Um, I gave you people my heart, my soul. I gave you everything. We had a lot. Um, and it was great. We both agreed it was some of the best stuff we've had thus far. I said some bad words. But it was lost. So thoughts and prayers to what is now dubbed the long lost episode of Beer with the Boys that I don't know if we'll ever get back. No, maybe. But maybe one day. To tease it, we got political. We got a little Barry. controversial. We talked about COVID um, in a segment that we tried rolling out, but apparently the world was just not ready for it. Um, so stay tuned for next week's episode where we have round two of our new segment, current events, like back in social study class. Um, but unfortunately, we both have lives and don't want to be recording till God knows when tonight. So... We're just going to pick off where that episode left off. And, um, yeah, it wouldn't be as authentic. It's not fair to you guys to be teased with something as good as it was and and try doing it again. Try mimicking it. It's, it, 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 it's not the same. It can't be the same. And at least this time, we get to feel the anger again. A lot of the anger was released during that time. But it's back A lot now. of that pent-up aggression was released. And uh, give us a week's time, it'll be back, and it will be better, because uh, we'll have the anger of losing it on top of it. So, yes. um, so tune in for a very yeah. emotional, filled, driven episode next week, because it's going to be real. Like, I'm sad. We lost, so, we lost some good stuff. Yeah, you, you went from getting a but, arguably the best episode of all time to, that's eh, all right. Jango Eat beer with the boys light tonight. Yeah, the light <laughs> version. Saving you some extra calories. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so stay tuned for next week where you get current events. Um, they've been teased. You know what's going to come. Um, and if they pop out, you'll get a bonus episode. Yeah, and if I somehow recover that, then it'll be dubbed the long-lost episode. Um Eat. It's like a time capsule. Maybe it's just buried for a certain amount of time and it'll pop back up and we'll be good to go. Yeah. But this is Scooter Segment Show. I don't know if we're still calling it that, but sure. for now, that's what we we're calling today. it. Um, so, as you know, we're going to go back and revisit some of our favorite um, segments, if you will. Um, we're going to kick it off with the six-pack of something. And today's six-pack of something is the best football moments so far so far of this COVID-ridden season, the new normal of football moments so far. I'm too mad, so why don't you kick it off? I, I just need a moment here. So, yeah. So, we're starting with, obviously, this regular season. Um and what has happened thus far, um, and and what has brought our excitement back? Uh, 
And my number one pick will be and will forever be for me, at least until the next five years, is the moment Tua Tagovailoa took the field. It happened just this weekend. Garbage time. All of four plays, four or five plays, one of them including a kneel down victory formation. He got you. All he knows what to do is win. All Tua knows is victory formation. And he looked good taking a knee. Let me tell you that. He oh, he looked damn good. I don't know if there's a better quarterback out there taking a knee and uh, in victory formation. So it he it was incredible. He went out there. The fans that were able to do were cheering their their and the, and the sideline were cheering their little hearts out. Ryan Fitzpatrick was so freaking excited. You know, it led to a lot of heartbreak this week as well, yeah. which is very sad to see. But nonetheless, that moment, that minute and a half, was an incredible for not just for Dolphins fans, but for sports fans because Tua is 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 back and piggyback off of that is after the game where he sat on the 15-yard line in an empty stadium. Tua, you've come a long way. I'm excited to have you as your quarterback, as my quarterback. You are QB1. Yeah. Great memory. Great moment. Great sports moment, especially when they they cut to uh, Fitzpatrick. Just excited as all hell. Yep. uh, That he really got in there. (laughs) Fortunately, he's not super excited anymore, but... The guy just loves playing football and wants to be out there, so yep. I gotta gotta give him that. Um, my moment, first moment, goes back to week one, um, which really set me up for a season of hope, a season of excitement, a season of what ifs. The Jaguars winning their one game this season so far against the Colts, um, and the fact that the announcers felt it necessary to let everyone know how inexperienced and understaffed, if you will, that the Jaguars were, and they pulled off a, a upset of sorts and won their first game and haven't done anything since. So thank you, Jaguars, for giving me that one week of hope. It was great, and I appreciate it more than you know. More than you know. Yeah. Yeah, that was a wonderful day. Wonderful moment. I uh, wish it could continue, but all good things have to come to an end. Um, my number two. My number two here has got to be and has no correlation to my uh, fandom. Uh, at all i'm indifferent about either team but when the las vegas raiders beat the kansas city chiefs it was the first time that patrick mahomes has looked human since stepping foot on a football field um and to the raiders of all people uh, Derek carr john gruden and the raiders (laughs) Taking out the Kansas City Chiefs, the then undefeated Kansas City Chiefs divisional game. Uh, it, it proved that the league isn't as it, – it, it's more wide open than we think. 
and and it's not to say that the the Raiders are Raiders. championship caliber uh, team right now, but it's to say that maybe the Chiefs aren't as ridiculously great as we were assuming that they were. Um, we knew they weren't going to go undefeated, uh, but you didn't expect them to lose to the Raiders. They and just... the Raiders are doing really well so far this year. So that was a great NFL moment so far this season. 100% agree. The Chiefs remind me of Oklahoma. All offense, not a, not, not a lot of defense. Yeah, um, not, not, not much going on. <clears throat> but yeah, that was, a, was an exciting game, to say the least. My number two um, is, I'm going college football this time. Um, Okay. Night games in the Big 12, specifically at Iowa State. I don't know if you've seen an Iowa State night game, but they're electric. They were rocking all black uniforms. It just made sense. And... It was a game. Like uh, I'm slowly growing into an Iowa State fan just because it's fun to watch them play. And you never know what's going to happen, especially when it's a night game. They got the All Blacks on. No. And they got that Purdy quarterback over there doing his thing. It's just a fun time. Nothing quite like an All Black uniform. It's It was everything. Black. Like logo is like gray on like matte black helmets. It was beautiful. It was a great uniform. Love that they broke them out for the night game, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can't argue with that. Uh, my number third, my number third, number third, um, if my computer would freaking load, because I want to make sure I'm getting this right. Oh. Get I want to make right. sure I'm getting it right. Get it right. Uh, here we go. Where are they? radio here we go there it is is the ever 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 exciting and trendy uh and it just it doesn't it doesn't stop situation um and i wish i could see why can't i see more Give me box scores. Um, it doesn't stop the Atlanta Falcons continuing to be themselves and blow big leads <laughs> all the time. This is the first all the three time. weeks, wasn't it? It's well, it goes it goes back to a glorified time uh, again in the Super Bowl. And made a mention to that Super Bowl against the Patriots in our in the lost episode. We officially have a lost episode now. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but um, where they blew a twenty-eight to three lead. And what has continued to go for so long is not only in week two. Well, in week one they get crushed by the Seahawks. In week two. They are up 29 to 10 to the Dallas Cowboys at one point, going into halftime. Proceed to lose 40 to 39. Solid game. That's in week two. The very, very next week, they play the Chicago Bears. Oh, Bears. They take a demanding 26 to 10 lead 
going into the fourth quarter. They lose 30 to 26. Wonderful, wonderful times are, are happening for the Atlanta Falcons. And did that get his the, the get the coach fired yet? No, not yet. No. So the very next week, they go on to play the Green Bay Packers. And the Packers kicked the crap out of them, and they finally fired their coach. So Atlanta continuing to do their thing as a sports town, city organization, doesn't matter the sport. Atlanta's going to continue to blow big the leads <laughs> and uh, always get your hopes up. Sometimes uh, they, they, they come across as may, maybe the coolest team, but they are awful. They are. It's not good. Yeah, there. I hate to be a. Gotta figure that out. Hate to be in a relationship with somebody from the from the Atlanta Falcons because <laughs> they know you know they're not gonna finish it. <laughs> but um, oh, I forgot. I don't know which button it yep. was. I'd hit it, but I don't know which one it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it, but there's a storm happening. Behind I keep it. seeing the lightning in the background, and I didn't know what it was. I was gonna bring it up. Yeah, there's a storm going on here. But I didn't because I didn't know if it was like you're watching porn over there, or. It's a storm. Um, it's a storm. To close out my last pick for the six pack, um, we mentioned it in a, the last episode. Um, ooh, nice. Um, is the rookies? That's not really a yes. moment, one specific moment, but the rookies this year in the NFL have been probably some of the most fun to watch, and have done things that. I don't think a rookie class is done in a while. If you look at Justin Jefferson to Claypool to James Robinson, even just yeah. the amount, the ability in their production so far has been unreal. And you, you, you tag in Jake Herbert, which no one really thought was going to be like that, that guy, but he's turned out to be that guy. He's playing damn good. Of course, way. Joe the, Burrow. The record doesn't show, but same for Joe Burrow. Like, this rookie class is fun, and I'm excited to continue watching them. Um, they are in a, in a year where we're seeing a lot of the big talent kind of die off. We know we have to say goodbye to the athletes that we've grown to love and hate yes. in, in Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning just recently left, uh, Devontae Freeman even, Todd Gurley's kind of on the downslope. Uh, a lot of these these big – Larry Fitzgerald, oh. um, uh, even Aaron Rodgers to an extent. We're seeing them die off a little bit here, slowly but surely going into the place where they uh, – uh, where, where, where they'll eventually die and, uh, coming back with a new crop of rookies, new crop of superstars able to, uh, to, uh, continue the trend that the NFL is the best football league in the world. Yeah. Suck it, Canada. <laughs> Suck. No, I'm excited for all the riding off into the sunset stuff. Cause there's going to be some big ones coming up here and it's going to yeah. be not all of them can leave with a Super Bowl ring. It's, it's going to be weird to, to watch an NFL without some of those guys that you mentioned. But yeah. We the, don't know a world where Tom Brady's in the NFL. What is we that don't world know like? That. We don't know what it's like. And I'm... It's scary, but good? I'm... Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Did you have it's any... like having a really mean principal all your life. Oh, and when and eventually you graduate and you're 
you're back. And it's like, this is what it's like to not have that, that, that swine over me all the time. <laughs> I did not have that. I, my principal was fantastic. Oh, I loved all my principles. They were great. But Aww. looking at movies, the stereotypical principle, I believe that this the is what Ferris it is. Bueller's Day Off principle. Yes. That clown. It's the Tom Brady retiring the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have any honorable mentions that you wanted to throw in there? Um, Derrick Henry's continuing to stiff arm and be a 300 fucking pounder running through people. Mm-hmm. I, who, why? <sighs> mm-hmm. It's the secret. Just get a freaking defensive tackle. Make sure he's fast and let him run the ball because nobody wants to stand in front of him when he gets going. If you got a 240 pounder, I think 240, 260, something like that, uh, six foot something, uh, running 22 miles per hour, that's like getting hit by a Volkswagen Beetle. It's <sighs> Derrick Henry, just Derrick Henry, just and a his monster, freak athleticism. That's one honorable mention for me. Uh, I was going to say the Jalen Ramsey fight. I forgot who he fought, but the beef with that. That was a good time. He's always fighting. <clears throat> um, the Vikings just being awful. Yep. It's been weird, but the, cool. The recent return of Des Bryant. Yes. And the, the poten- almost return of Antonio Brown. The potential return of Antonio Brown. Yep. Um, um, the Big Ten returning. Big Ten football coming back. Pac-12, Pac-12, Pac-10, whatever the hell it is. They they, yep. they came back too. Um, yeah, vintage Aaron Rodgers up until this week. It's been fun. Yep. Um, and, and it will continue to be fun. Fitz magic. Mm-hmm. Can't the beard versus mustache battle on Thursday night. We don't talk about that. That was, <laughs> that was but it was exciting. That, that was a good time. There was a beard versus mustache battle. Um, not always great, but the the COVID complications. With yep. fantasy football mentioned Keeps things in, interesting. in the past episode. Yep. Um, uh, the NFC East. Being got awful. Yeah. That's it. That's a good one. Yep. Um, oh, the last one I had, the Dolphins being ahead of the Patriots in the AFC East. And being a game behind. Someone predict that for me, because you didn't. Yes. I'm not, you, you didn't. You're, if you say you did, you're lying. You're lying. It, you're a big, big fat well. liar. What, um, did I, what were my predictions? Because remember, it's the rule... It's the it, it, it's the rule of Meckley. I said you, that they were going to finish with the top five pick and miss the playoffs. So currently you're and on. Here call, we are. Um, but you're not doing so great on the other side with the Packers. But well, that's actually actually playing in in what I expected it to be. Well, yeah, but the rule is that what you maybe it's expect. NFC teams I can say and it happens and AFC teams it does the opposite. Well, we'll go with that for now. Like yeah. we'll, we'll let that one roll. See how it yep. goes for a couple weeks. Yeah. We'll what was the other one that we said? There was another. Ah. Uh, there was like a, a, a trade. Oh no! It was Jamal Adams. Yes. But he ended up on. Where the hell is he right now? He's on the Seahawks now, yeah. and I think I said that he would be traded like after week four. He would start the season so with the Jets, but he wouldn't finish with them. So currently, that's accurate. I don't. I don't think he's. No, he's not on them. the Jets. He's on the Seahawks. Yeah, but, I forget when he got but traded. Did he though. start though? I forget when he got traded. I don't remember either. We'll have to fact check that one in the future. I'm fact checking it. Fact. Go on though. But yeah. So 
I'm just happy football's back in general. Um, if they didn't have football, I think this COVID thing would be a lot worse. Good Lord, thank God for Sunday tickets so I can torture myself every Sunday because it's been 100% torture. Um, yeah. With how the Jaguars are playing, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. But I am excited Big Ten football's back. So if, you, if you're a listener and you know, um, we said we would bring back the college football pick'ems where we pick games, we predict the winner, uh, we keep track to see who, who is, uh, who picks the better games or who, who has the most wins, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, and with the return of the Big Ten season this Saturday, I couldn't be more excited myself. Um, we return with the pickums, um, and something new that we are doing this year. Um, I didn't, we didn't post anything about it because it was short term. We kind of decided while we were recording the, the, the happy hour episode. Um, but we're going to have a, a listener pick the games along with us. And the competition is if the listeners themselves, their record beats both me and J-Dog, then we'll do something. We're not sure what it is. If you have ideas, let us know. But if your record, combined record, will be a different listener every week until um, the Big Ten or the whole season's over, whichever comes first, um, we will we will do something. It'll be kind of a wager of sorts with the listeners. Um, so with that, we announce our first listener. We asked him because he's uh, someone that always comments, lets us know what's going on, sends questions. He's very engaged in the podcast, and we appreciate everything you do um, with that. Uh, Bobby Brom is our, our listener picker. Um, we've got to come up with a better name. Than listener, listener of the week. Listener of the week. There we go. You get an award and you get to pick the games. Um, he selected the game. So we will announce his, uh, picks along with ours and we'll keep track and keep you all updated. Um, <clears throat> but with that, here's the pickums. Wait, did you find out when Jamal Adams was traded or? Yeah, he was traded before the season. So AFC team he started on, I made a pick, say, bet saying, or a, a, I quoted that he would start with the Jets, an AFC team, and he did not. So the opposite. Or I, I guess it's it still stands. So yeah, we're going with AFC teams do the opposite. NFC teams do what you say. Correct. All right. We'll go with it. Um, do you have your picks ready? Do you know what you're picking? Uh, fuck. Yeah. All right. So we start out in the ACC, alphabetical order by conference. The pl- plus one bonus game because um, they're fun. But the ACC game might not be the greatest matchup on paper, but two ranked teams, so we had to go with it. NC State. Number 23 currently, taking on number 17, University of North Carolina. North Carolina is favored by 17 points. So what do you got for me? I am going with, well, Battle of, the Battle of Carolina. Basketball school, okay? I want everybody to understand this. The University of North Carolina is a basketball school. That's what they're going to do. I don't like them. I ain't picking them. 
okay? NC State still has the ghost of Russell Wilson there. He left them. He His ghost, he's still there. He's kind of cursed them. They, NC State pulls the upset. They're double-digit underdogs, almost 20-point underdogs here. Guess what? They're going to come back. They're going to beat that basketball school because we ain't playing a basketball game. We're playing a football game. NC State. Bold, bold. I, I'm at, I don't hate it. I don't love it. Um, I'm a big Mac Brown guy back when he was coaching at Texas with Vince Young. I love it. I'm sticking with UNC, the favored team here, um, strictly because Mac Brown. That's the only reason. Um, he's doing what people didn't think could be done at a basketball school, and he's doing a damn good job. So I'm sticking with North Carolina. Our listener, Bobby Brom, also sticking with me um, and going with North Carolina. He gave me the mascots rather than the actual um, team names. Um, so he, he put Tar Heels. So Tar Heels it is for him. Yep. All right. Moving on to our next matchup. Since um, the Pac-12 hasn't started yet, we're, we're going to the American Conference. It's a little different than usual, um, strictly because they uh, we don't have another conference to pick, and there's two ranked teams in this, this conference right now, and that's probably not going to happen again for a very long time. So, Cincinnati, number nine at number 16, SMU. SMU is the favored team by two and a half points. Close spread. What do you got for me? I am going with the Mustangs out of SMU. Boop, 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 boop. The favorite uh, team. What is that? South Montana? That's no, not South Montana. Or something. It's, um, I believe. Why won't you tell me what the actual team name is? SMU. Give me something here. What is the actual state SMU is from? They're not telling me. What are, oh. Well, let's see. Oh, it's not Montana. That doesn't sound right. St. Mary's University, no. Nope. It's like special S- management unit. It's Mississippi, I think. Maybe. Why does it do I sound echoey? Sound more echoey than usual. A little bit, but it's fine. How about now? Is that Southern better? Methodist University in Texas. Is this better? Is well, this better? I don't know. Uh, Doesn't matter. I'm picking SMU. SMU. They got a horse on the helmet. They look like an old school Broncos team back when John Elway used to sling the pass around. I'm going SMU. I think not only do they cover that two and a half, but they win double digits. SMU. All right. Um, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I like Cincinnati, not because they're a higher rank, but because goddamn, I love their uniforms, and Cincinnati is a fun team to watch, and I'm excited for this one. Um, tune into this one. This is probably going to be one of the better games of the week. Um, it's yeah. it, I don't know what time it starts, but it, it starts sometime, and they play each other. Um, um, well, getting back to it, eight, it's an eight o'clock game at SMU. This is going to be a good game. Two and a half point spread. It's going to be fun to watch. I like Cincinnati. SMU with that 5-0 record scary, but I'm just going to be different and go with Cincinnati because I like their black uniforms. Cincinnati wins it out. And our listener, his pick, uh, the Bearcats, 
that would be Cincinnati. Listener goes Cincinnati. So far, two for two with Scooter. Uh, You're probably on the right track here, Bobby, listening to me here. All right, the next one we go down to the Big 12. This game probably excites me just a little bit more than Cincinnati versus SMU. We got number 17, Iowa State, taking on number 6, Oklahoma State. At Oklahoma State, favored by three and a half points. What do you got for me? I'm going with. You know what? It's at Oklahoma State. I like the Cowboys. I like their jerseys. I like the orange. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm going with them. Oklahoma State. Again, not just covering, but demolishing. It might be a 20-point victory. It might be Oklahoma State 24, Iowa Iowa State 3. Old. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I am going to to be devil's advocate here, and I like, I like Iowa State. I told you I was growing as an Iowa State fan. I'm taking Iowa State here. I love their quarterback. Every receiver they have is 6'2 or taller, and I love it. So we're riding with that. Iowa State with the upset in Oklahoma. Go Cyclones. And look at that. Me and Bobby, we agree. He chooses the Cyclones as well. No reasoning, just Cyclones. And final, or not finally, now we move on to the Big Ten. The return, the reason we're doing pickums. We have number 18, Michigan, taking on number 20, Minnesota. In Minnesota, Michigan is favored by three and a half points. Lay it on me. Um, something's going on at Michigan. Something's happening. I don't, uh, it doesn't look good. Nico Collins is no longer with the team. Uh, Jim Harbaugh seems to be uh, carrying a little controversy this year. There's always some sort of argument going on. His khakis are a little wrinkled. Uh, University of Michigan is at a stay-in-place order, other than the athletic events. It's perfect. They're going to Minnesota. <clears throat> and Minnesota looked damn good at the end of last year. I don't think that this is how the season finishes. I think things get figured out. But I think it takes an eye-opening experience for Michigan to lose at Minnesota to get things figured out. So Minnesota takes a narrow victory this week. Michigan turns it around afterwards after this Iowa experience. And and they're going to get into a gym. They're going to do like a remember the Titans type thing where they sort of yelling at each other in the gym and saying, we got to get back on the right page. That is what needs to happen. You don't have that moment without a loss. Minnesota golden Gophers. Here's where you're wrong. Minnesota has lost a lot of their starters. That team that you say was so good before isn't the same team it was now. I like Michigan. I like Joe Milton. McCaffrey left. Nico Collins left. But the backfield, we lost no one. We actually have someone returning from last year who was a leading rusher a year before. Michigan's going to be back to the old Big Ten to run the ball. Hit some play action passes, and we're going to be fine. Michigan takes this 
they cover, they win by at least 14. You heard it here. That's not just my fandom either. Um, but the listener, Bobby Brom, he agrees with you. He goes Gophers. Moving on south to the SEC, we have South Carolina taking on LSU at LSU. LSU is favored by seven points. What do you got? Go Tigers. Go Tigers. That's all I got to say. Yes, they're slipping this year. Yes, they're unranked. They went from natty champs to nothing. When you got Coach O... Anything is possible. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Um, I'm going to have to disagree with you there. <laughs> um, I've seen South Carolina play. They look good. I believe in them. Go Gamecocks. Um, I feel like they're going to pull off the upset. LSU has like three returning starters on both sides of the ball. Um, so it's a little lackluster for them right now. But... I think they can. I think the the Gamecocks can pull it off. And we have Mr. Bobby Brom. He goes Tigers as well. And finally, the bonus game. I don't think this game will ever ever appear again on the Pickums either of these teams, but I had to put it on there because I don't even I don't, I don't even know where Coastal Carolina is besides in Carolina. Couldn't tell you if it's South or it's North Carolina. But the coast. it's Georgia Southern at number 25, Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina, ranked for the first time in God knows when, is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Who are you going with here? Uh, I got to go Coastal Carolina. When you're a 25 team, I actually scratch that, Georgia Southern. I changed my mind. They're 25. They got ranked. They got hyped. They got cocky. Georgia Southern. I believe they're also the Tigers or the Panthers, one of the two. Yeah. It used to be my NCAA team. They uh they play at the Superdome. No. No, that's not... they play at the uh Mercedes Benz Stadium. Or Atlanta plays at uh Georgia Southern. That's a totally different team. I think you're thinking of South Georgia. Georgia Southern is the Eagles. Or something. Um, but I am going to stick with the ranked team here. Coastal Carolina, 4-0, 2-0 in the conference. They're at home. They're going to take care of business. Coastal Carolina takes this one. They cover and more. And our Bobby Brom, the listener, final listener pick is the Chanticleers. I think that is Coastal Carolina. I have no idea what a Chanticleer is. Yep. Um, it looks like a, a rooster, some sort of rooster. There's a Chanticleer, well, if you didn't know. Well, who the hell do I play as? It's, it's Southern Georgia, not, Southern Georgia, not Georgia Southern. Yeah, no, I'm looking at that. Now I'm just confused. No. Georgia State. Georgia State. I'm still sick of Georgia Southern. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Georgia State, the Panthers. <laughs> That's the one you're looking for. Yep. All right. Good picks. We're all on across the board on that one. It'll be fun to see how it shakes out. 
Yes. And I apologize for the audio. I literally have no idea what's happening right now. Well, everything's falling so apart. There's a storm. Like everything got lost. We, we, we lost the episode. The FBA is watching us. It's fine. But what we have, now that the picks are in, bringing back the fuzzy handcuff pick. Of I the, love hearing what fuzzy has to say. The fuzzy handcuff pick. Now, eventually, if he wasn't on a flight, we'd get him on here. We're going to actually call him in this year. That's yes. what we're going to do. We but tonight, we cannot to do, do so. that. But everyone loves the fuzzy handcuff pick. It is a NFL and a college pick. You handcuff them together. You parlay them. You, you hammer to. it. And you see what happens. You hope to God that your bank account looks the same on Monday. What he picked. His quote. Going wild. Yeah. I'm taking the Tennessee Titans over the Pittsburgh Steelers. So there's your NFL. To cover or just straight up? I think Tennessee is uh, underdogs. Straight up win. All right. So I'm the money line. So he's taking Tennessee. He's be- the Titans beat the Steelers. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I think the Steelers are arguably frauds. Um, Ooh, the F word. Oh, yeah. Big um, word. <laughs> and in a Big Ten matchup, his college pick, the Golden Gophers to take down the Wolverines God just damn it. to upset germ that's what he so, said quote unquote that quote unquote well, so fuzz. your fuzzy handcuff pick of the week is pick the titans to win titans money line and the minnesota golden gophers money line parlam hope to god your bank account looks fine i was gonna say that we should both hammer those but not anymore well i don't I'm think like, let me see work. i just want to see it's not i just want to see good um your chances of pulling off that parlay are slim to none because the Steelers so, are scary. A ten dollar bet on that parlay would uh, would give you. Where is it? Uh, excuse me. Ooh. A ten dollar bet with that is going to give you a a a a a a. a, a. Where the hell is Michigan and Minners? Minnesota as the underdogs. And the Tennessee Titans. Oh, Tennessee Titans are a buck and a half favorite. So, picked them the cover. It's great radio. Put Love it. Ten bucks. Ten bucks will get you thirty-two forty. So, you're not making bank on this one. Yeah. It's not super wild, but wild enough. I'm putting 100 on it. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> don't lie. There's your fuzzy handcuff don't pick. Lie to the Write those thing. down, and we make sure to see what uh, fuzzy the fuzzy handcuff pick is record-wise. Yeah. As we go. Wait, what else on, we got? let me write them down. What else we got? Um, your stardom and sit them for fantasy. I guess that's a new thing we're doing, too. So Why don't you get it? And Minnesota. Um, I haven't even gotten to look. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, I wasn't prepared for this one, but well, I'll go. I'll go. Then. My stardom of the week is actually going to be a curve. Well, no, well, stay away from the Thursday night game so you can listen to this on Friday and actually yeah. mess with your matchups if you absolutely want to match match them up. Um. My stardom of the week is going to be uh, Senor 
Keelan Cole of the Jacksonville Jaguars. This dude, he's their go-to guy. There's no denying it. He's the go-to guy now. He's coming out to play this year. Um, has only had um, has had a touchdown in uh, three out of the six games. Um, at least a touchdown. Um, he's getting at least five targets a game. Um, he's catching a good amount of them each time. And um, this last game against Detroit went off six, uh, six catches, 143 yards. So he's either getting you yardage or he's getting you a touchdown. He's got a matchup with the uh, Derwin James less uh, Los Angeles chargers on Sunday afternoon. I think it's another, uh, another week where we see him uh, breaking uh, 60 yards, at least getting another touchdown. Keelan Cole is my stardom of the week. Wide receiver. All right. I've got a start in myself. Um, <clears throat> I'm guessing your one of your stardoms was going to be Boston Scott, but no, no. Well, if if you have him, start him, even though you won't hear this till tomorrow. But um, I think my stardom is going to be at the QB position by the name of Justin. Not Justin, what the hell is his name? Yeah, Justin Herbert. Yeah. Of the L.A. Chargers taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I think most quarterbacks have had the week of their life playing the Jacksonville Jags so far. Uh, so start him. Start him hard. Put him in every league you got. He's going to play well. Um, Jacksonville's defense is non-existent, and you're guaranteed at least 20 points with him. So he's a solid start. That's my stardom. Good call. Um, I like uh, my sit him, uh, Joe Mixon. Running back, the Cincinnati Bengals playing Cleveland this week. Cleveland's coming off a loss. If we've learned anything from Cleveland this year um, is that they're actually pretty decent. They're pissed off. They're aggravated. Uh, Miles Garrett, he's a he's a dangerous man on that other side of the ball. And, uh, and the second time the Cleveland and Cincinnati are playing, the last time they played, Joe Mixon had his worst game of the year thus far with only 46 yards uh, and no touchdowns. So, um Put them on your bench, get them out of there, and uh, yeah, that's my sit-em. Yeah, like you, um, my sit-em is also on my fantasy team in our in the the most exhilarating fantasy league this year, the beer with the boys league. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster, uh, get him out of there, get him, cut him. I contemplated dropping him. I feel like he has some trade value, very little, but. He might be the most inconsistent receiver that plays in the NFL for fantasy football. Um, he's either a 25-point receiver or a four-point receiver. doesn't matter the week. It's either going to be hot or cold. Um, and currently, the, the Steelers' offense is a run offense, so they don't pass the ball. Unless it's to Claypool, because apparently he's, he's, he's doing well. But if you have Juju Smith-Schuster in your lineup, I highly recommend putting him on the bench. He's not the guy this week. Um, Yeah. And my one sleeper that I did pick up that I'm excited is Tim Patrick of the Broncos. Yes. Back-to-back 100-yard weeks. He's fun. If if you got him, play him. He might. He's got the potential to go off, especially against Kansas City. It's going to be a passing game for the Broncos, so they got to keep up. Get him in your lineup. Let him play. And that's your stardom sit from the boys. And 
I think the next is questions. We have, questions. I think, five collectively from Bobby Brom. Um, so if you want to be the Pick'em listener or listener of the week, send us your questions so you can pick the games. Um, first question from listener of the week, probably listener of the year of 2020, Bobby Brom. When is the first annual's BWTP, BWTB, say that five times fast, Bags Tournament? Um, I don't know. Great idea, though. Um, yeah, I definitely think that's something we could attempt once COVID is over. Yeah, hopefully next and we, summer. And we can get the, the bags and boards that we need. So hopefully next summer we could have something. Yeah. Um, if you could hang out with one historical figure, who would it be? Um, Theodore Roosevelt. Teddy. Yeah, Teddy Roosevelt. He'd be my one of my one of my top picks, anyways. Just to just to pick his brain a little bit. He's the a man's man of all men. And uh, he, he seemed to live a great life. So I'd like to le- learn a little bit more from him. Yeah, I could dig that. Um, I think off the top of the dome, I would say like Albert Einstein. Just because he's been accused of like stealing inventions and stuff. And I want to know. I want to get to the Did bottom of it. Did you do it? I want to know. Yeah. I feel like that dude drank a lot of beer, so it'd be fine. We'd have a couple beers yeah. and talk if he stole... Uh, Still inventions or not. Vlad the Impaler, that'd be kind of cool. Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan would be cool. As long as he, like, you were friendly, like you knew it was going to be safe. Yeah, you knew he wasn't going to kill you. <laughs> Please don't rip me apart. Dismember you. They'll rip my limbs off. Um, yeah. Sticking with historical figures, if you could kill one historical figure, who would it be? If I could kill one. Kill one. Tom Brady. I guess he is historical. <laughs> Going after you, guy. Oh, that's fair. Um, no, I would have loved to be the guy. I mean, I think it would be super cool to just have been the guy that killed Hitler. Yeah. Just having that. Because nobody has that because he freaking killed himself, the bastard. Yeah. No one gets that. that. Had, like, mm, it'd been insane. Like, SEAL Team 6 are awesome because they, they got open, they got Bin Laden. They got they got Bin Laden, and they always have that. I want to be able to say I killed Hitler, um, or Genghis Khan, that too. Mine would be John Wilkes Booth. Ooh, Imagine the guy to save Abraham Lincoln's life. Yeah, I'm just the guy standing behind John Wilkes Booth who's standing behind Abraham Lincoln, and I just like, boom, done. Thanos. Yeah, Thanos. Being the one that killed him. <laughs> be cool. Baby Thanos, throw him off a cliff. Game over. Yeah, exactly. But then the Avengers would have never happened. And That's I love true. you, 2000. That's true. Tears. Um, anyways, next question. What is your me- most memorable moment on the wrestling mat? And what moment would you like to forget? Ooh. Ooh, That's a good. One. My most memorable one is easy. It was the uh, the first match of my senior year of high school, um, first wrestling match I had since my mom passed away, 
and I was wrestling. We were wrestling against Random Lake. I was wrestling against the guy that was currently ranked number one in the state at that time. And uh, we were at home. We were in port, and we all got like shirts that uh, uh in for remembrance of my mom and the whole team. It was a whole like the whole stands had and the stands were packed. Cause wrestling was a big thing at port, and uh, and I majored the guy under the lights. So Love it was uh, in the standing ovation. It was freaking cool. And uh, one one moment you'll 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 never forget. So it was a uh, it was it was a great time. So that's the most memorable one. I can go memorable if you wanna if you wanna. Yeah, um, I think. My most memorable. It's tied between two. Um, first one was my senior year. I hurt my shoulder two weeks prior to our last conference duel, um, and we had this was the chance to win conference for the first time in like ten or fifteen years. Um, I was hurt. I was wrestling with like one arm, ended up pinning the kid um, to help us win conference, and it was glorious. It was a great night. Um, ended up getting the conference championship t-shirt. Still have the t-shirt. It doesn't fit, but I have it. Um, and that was a freaking awesome duel. Um, and then the, the second one, which is tied with, was a duel with Concordia um, in college, our rival school. Uh, I had to bump up to heavyweight, and it was a like triple overtime match. It was exhilarating. I ended up beating, winning the match to seal the duel. Came down to the heavyweight match. My little little ass out there wrestling their big ass heavyweight ended up beating them to win the duel. And that was a fun one. Um, that was a good time. Never got complimented for a wrestling match before until that one. So that was pretty cool. People yeah, tell me that was, that was my one. favorite wrestling match of their their life. I was like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good one. I remember that one. Um, I talk about it in a lot of uh, visits with wrestlers now. Um, well, uh, the le- least one that I want to forget: the conference championship, my senior year or sophomore year of high school. I was my sophomore year, the off season between freshman. I had a really good freshman year. Was ranked third in the the state at one point that year. I had a really good year, and then that's uh, that off season was too in, infatuated with my, with my girlfriend at the time and really didn't do anything. Um, didn't go to open mats, didn't go to practice, didn't do anything. Came back, lost the starting job my sophomore year. And it was kind of just like the, the alternate. I was the next man up at any weight between 125 and 145 and, uh, just whatever you need. I'm there. And, uh, and, happened conference came around and I wrestled 135 at conference because the guy got hurt and made it to the conference championship and it was against the guy that was ranked number eight in division one at that time and uh was beating him six to zero going into the second period thinking holy crap this JV guy all season is going to beat this this top 10 wrestler in the state at this weight and uh the beginning of the second period I was on top threw in the okie and pinned myself and that was that and it was oh like, boy. well, fuck. So could have made a, a lot tougher decision on my coaches to wrestle in regionals and sectionals and all that. And, at, you know, have another conference championship under my belt. But threw in a move that I didn't need at that time. And because I wasn't a mature wrestler yet. And and uh, can't live it down. Can't live it down. Um, yeah, that's never fun. Um Mine, it's a it's a tie again. Um, my last high school match and my last college match ever, um, <clears throat> both equally disappointing. Both ended with injury. 
and you never get over those moments when you when it's over when you know it's over and um you always think about the things you could have done differently but it's too late for that so. yeah yeah wish i could forget them but you can't yeah. um and final question i think i'm going to reword this just a little bit how do you feel about all the injuries in the nfl so far um losing a lot of stars as usual seems to happen every year but this year seems extra extra special yeah and injuries and losing some studs yeah um it's definitely i i I won't say i like it i mean it definitely sucks for fantasy and i had saquon in a lot of leagues and that turned out great um and it's definitely not good and i don't like to see people injured uh ever i want people to be able to play and make it the best um but i think it's a bittersweet thing because then it's that next man up mentality and you get to see a bunch of people that um wouldn't have otherwise gotten that chance and 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 that's how they build their chances if you think about it um as much as we hate tom brady he initially got his chance because uh who was Drew bledsoe uh went down and tom brady got his chance and look how that career turned out it, it turned out great um same happened for for brett Favre. his whole career was because the dude in front of him got hurt and it was that next man up that that came in and it created a career so although it sucks seeing these people get injured and not having that and sucks on the fantasy lineup. Uh, we're seeing some stars in the making this year. Uh, Justin Herbert, perfect example. He wasn't going to start quite yet. He did. He's a star. Um, and uh, it's, well, this goes on currently. It's, it's, it's pretty fun. So <laughs> yeah, uh, we're seeing the rejuvenation, the revival of Kareem Hunt's career because uh, Nick Chubb's injury. Um, it's, you know, it's a crazy thing. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm excited to, uh, for that reason. And we get to see Andy Dalton back in a in a Cowboys uniform, which will be interesting. Yeah, I have to too. agree with everything you said. Um, yeah, it should make for a fun rest of the season, especially with good good guys going down and having to figure it out on those teams. Well, that's the Q and A. If you want other questions, you got to send them in. We say it every time. So send your questions. We post reminders. There's plenty of ways to send them in. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. And finally, closing time advice. I forget. Is that what we call it? Closing time remark? No, that's... I don't know. Uh, yeah, closing time wisdom. Closing time wisdom. What do you got for us? <clears throat> um, mine is, it'll go with what we were saying earlier in the last episode. Just say, do your research, go out and vote. Um, whoever you're voting for, know why you're voting for them and and stand behind that 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 belief. And regardless of who you're voting for, if you have a good reason to vote for them, I ain't going to be pissed off at you. It's the people that just vote for people because that's what their whole family has done. They voted that that party their whole life and whatnot and or, or whatever. Do your research, vote for them, have a stance behind your votes and uh, and be good to go. Yeah, um, and to piggyback off that, make sure you have other ways to save what you're doing when you're doing yeah. it. Um, have a backup. But maybe you'll appreciate it because this would have been like a hour and 45-minute episode. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's, uh, just make sure you, you save your work and have good computers to do so. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's the advice. Save your work. Do your research. 
vote for what you believe in, and no one can be mad at you. Word. And that's that. My uh, computer's about to die, so this is perfect timing. Perfect. Let's close it up. All right. I've been Scooter. He's been J-Dog. This has been Scooter's segment show. We love you. Bye. May the beer be with you. Yeah, that too. And also with you. Bye. All right, bye.